Match week five in the books. City, Liverpool, Arsenal, each picking up all three points in their respective victories. Elsewhere, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium witnessed an incredible late comeback. Brighton getting the better of Manchester United once again. Cover all that was for match week five. This is the Premiership Perusa Podcast. Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Back, Fuchs. And the ball in behind Damian Bunny! You are an ostrich. Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? Now the fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army! Louis van Gaal's army! Feet after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. In person, no longer across the internet waves. Something like that. We are here. Across worlds. The first game. Now across the table. First game of the week. Oh, no. Wolves, Liverpool, at the mall, I knew. Yes. Sam. And it was a game. It was a game. It was a game. It It was was a a game? It was a bit of a strange one. Yeah, it was a game where Wolves kind of hung in there, especially early on. They looked a much better side, created yeah. a couple chances early, kind of had Liverpool pinned in. Um, and I just wonder if it's more on Liverpool these days because it seems like they're just sl- starting slow every game. Yeah, it it really did seem like that. Uh, it took them a, about a half. Yeah, After halftime, they, they finally got into the game – and and it was just kind of like a night and day difference. Yeah. In terms of uh that performance. Obviously early goal for Wolves, seven minutes in. Wolves taking the lead through their first chance uh on the counter. Great run from the into the box from Neto, your guy. You've been I sold on him and now he's popping off. He's been over. laying down okay. the smack dock and he's it's been okay. popping off. He I held on as long as I could and now I set him free. Absolute. It's like a bad relationship. You just gotta let it go. Absolute slice and he, dice he into megged, the box. He uh, did he meg Joe Gomez on the wing? Yeah, in I order think so. to dribble in and then a little yeah, it was, it was pretty Chan, far post. Um, he had another one where he uh he was dropping dropping a little sauce out there, and Matthias yeah. Cunha said, "What if I just whiffed on this header completely?" He could have even taken a touch and just shot the ball. It was so strange. Cunha like didn't know whether to go for a header or to like try and get his foot on it, and Che-Adams. it just ended up with some weird like chesting of it the ball. Some, it was some Che Adams misread right there. Yeah, is what that was. But like you said, Neto was absolutely on fire in the first half. Yeah, to say the least. And it's Liverpool's defense that's kind of suspect early on in these games. Yeah, although. Their possession, they're not holding quite as much. Yeah, I thought the possession, it was kind of weird. Their midfield was just, 
I don't know. Sabozalai was kind of like MIA. Yeah, he was still celebrating with his August Player of the Month, uh, Liverpool Player of the Month trophy. Yes. But, yeah, they couldn't really progress the ball the way they had been lately. And, you know, getting the second half, it goes in halftime, 1-0, second half, I noticed they're really just everyone's on the ball. They have at least three guys on the ball. They're definitely packed more centrally, mm-hmm. especially when going for attacks. Everyone was within, you know, a few feet of each other. At least one guy was within a few feet of the next guy for an instant layoff. Uh, a lot of short, quicker passes around the edge of the box. Uh, much more direct, much more dynamic in the second half. Yeah, definitely. The the change in the tactics they brought on uh, Luis Diaz at halftime for McAllister, and that just kind of switched it up, changed things around, and it looked like there was a combination of Liverpool you know, asserting themselves, but then on the other hand, you got Wolves who just seemed like they kind of fell off. Yeah. And uh, it, it really seemed like Neto got kind of neutralized in the second half as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, did you see your boy out there, Jarrell Kwanza? Yeah. I didn't know who that was until this game. I well, turned it out. He got I was, I was sucked like, on late in one of the previous games. I was like... Huh, surprises that they would start him over Konate. Yeah, well, they're like, eh, you know, a little defensive uh, rotation there. Yeah. They, they're, they you know, some teams have Europa League to worry about. Um, But, yeah, good subs in this one, even, like, when Harley, uh, Harvey Elliott comes on. Uh, some. But the big story is second half, Mo Salah, you know, Patrick of assists out here. Yes, sir. Provider. He, he was cooking. 55 minutes in, gets that first one. Liverpool make their way into the box, kind of just bundling around in the box. Salah gets it over to Cody Gakpo for the yeah. tapping at the Wolves, back post. Wolves organization in the back uh, back line on that one. Not so hot. They're Not so hot. they just kind of all discombobulated. Yeah. And uh, Liverpool pretty much dominated the second half. Didn't get the... The two goals until later on, 86 minutes. Poor clearance from Jose Saw falls to Robertson, who just completely runs down the middle of the pitch like undefended, <laughs> passes yes. to Sala, returns the ball back to Robertson, who scores for the lead. And then in the 90-plus-1 minute, Mo Sala sets up Harvey Elliott for a deflected shot, finds the bottom of the corner. Liverpool. Can't believe it's a Hugo Bueno on goal. Off our guy, Hugo yeah, Bueno. Yeah, Hugo Bueno, R.I.P. How can you do that to us? That is no Bueno. Yeah. Yeah, Wolves weren't like terrible, terrible until uh, a little late on in this game and they're kind of just holding on for life. But, you know, I would say they deserved at least a draw in this, but yeah. here we are. Liverpool, back to doing Liverpool things, picking up three points when they, you know, you could make the case they didn't fully deserve it. Yeah. But that's what it takes to be champions. Yeah, I think that scoreline uh, flatters them a little bit. There. It really should have been probably 1-1, yeah. maybe 2-2. If you want to say Cunha gets the goal. and then Yeah, uh, true. So, But good result for Liverpool. Wolves, you're pretty worried about Wolves, Sam. Tough tough start to the season here. Tough start for our guy, Gaz. Yeah. Even though they've shown signs of life. Yeah. They just haven't figured out. How to convert that into some points. I no, mean, this yeah, one, hanging the first half was pretty good. Second half was pretty meh. But, yeah. But 
They also played decently against Palace as well. Could have got a point out of that one. Yeah. Could have could have won that one honestly, if they could finish. But they can't. But they can't. So, just start my guy Kalajic, please. Yeah. Um, you ready to move on? Yes. Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, controversy in this one. Some bangers, <sighs> some controversy. This was a weird all. one too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, pretty even from both sides in the first half. Obviously, Villa kind of holding the ball more. That's what Villa tend to do. I thought Palace kind of teased when they're going forward. I'd say it was doing a good job progressing the ball, but then when it got to that final third, they just didn't really have the the edge to the attack. Yeah. Um. But overall, good game in general for a, a good amount of the midfielders as far as Ducore uh, and Doug Louise both looking fantastic out there in this one. Yeah, first half of this one, not a whole lot going on. Uh, a couple chances. Uh, Watkins had a chance saved, and then Diaby scored, but was offside in the thirty-fourth. Which is brutal. Yeah. I, I need that for my fantasy team, Mister Diaby. I need that for my prediction of uh, Villa's Player of the Year. Yes. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Villa possessing the ball well. Didn't look like super dangerous or anything, but uh, Palace didn't look really dangerous at all themselves. Their counter was kind of there, but then, like you said, once it got down to the final third. They really only had a couple chances in this game. Yeah. Um, And it was uh, definitely there in the second half for the most part. Yeah, went into halftime, nil-nil, second half. Palace opened the scoring. Yeah. Surprisingly. Uh, Mateta makes a run down the right hand, plays a great ball to Edward, scores past Martinez with the Stevie G slip. Yeah, how about that? That was rough. The um, It should be known, you know, Mateta coming on for Ayu, who got hurt earlier in the first half. The back, the or I was going to say the back-to-back, that wouldn't make any sense. The uh, Well, I guess back-to-back for assist for him, but the, the partnership now. Is yeah. that the way you should be going, the two strikers, and you kind of let Maybe. them rotate as far as who's out wide, kind of yeah. have one of them free roam, and then one of them's in the middle of the box at all times? Seems to be working decently. You're getting more goals, but you're probably sacrificing... Some possession. Yeah. Yeah. And a shift in a midfield as far as defensively, but Villa, after that goal, were really kind of piling it on uh, chances-wise. But mm-hmm. I felt like every shot went that was like the same result of it being like slightly high and wide to like the upper right portion of the goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a big chance. Uh, Joel Ward had a free header, and then Ollie Watkins hit off the post. Uh, yeah. That Villa, that should have been that should have been a goal. Yeah. In my humble opinion. Villa got their equalizer in the 87th minute. John Duran. Just a wonderful uh, turn and shot Ooh. from from John Duran. Have a fucking pint of that, mate. I oh, mean, that my gosh. My boy Sam Johnstone. Not Jeez, a chance. Louis. Right, yeah. What are you going to do? What are or you going to do? as the kids would say, sheesh. <laughs> there you go. I knew that one was coming. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then the bit of controversy here as Villa keep piling on the pressure. Uh, and then there's a penalty. Mm-hmm. Chris Richards on um, Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins, yeah. What did you think about this? Because if you zoom in as 
zoom, zoom, zoom in. Yeah. It looks like he touches the ball, and then he gets Watkins after the fact. Yeah. Really tough one to call, yeah. honestly. That's the thing, one of the those. The thing that threw me off about it was it felt like I felt like I think anyone who watched the first glance was probably like, ah, it's I guess not a penalty, but the ref in this case stuck with it, whereas, yeah. you know, I mean, he was sent for VAR review and stuff like that. Yeah, it's always hard when the player gets like just a little bit of the ball, just like a microscopic portion of the ball, yeah, but then you can't gets fully, a whole bunch, bu- of, the bunch of leg. Yeah, I I personally would have not called it, yeah. but I'm not like. This is egregious. It's a tough one. Outrageous. Anyways, Doug Louise steps up, slots it. 2-1 lead for Villa. And then after that, Villa break fast. Diaby down the wing, square on the ball. Leon Bailey. Yeah. Kind of middle slash back post. Yeah, speaking of score lines Mm. that don't really fit the the game, this one was... Villa were on top, but it was Yeah, you could say a 2-1 Villa, but 3-1s, you know. yeah. Blows that proportion. But, you know, it just comes down to this insane amount of stoppage time that they keep adding. It's ridiculous. I mean, I can't see how this is, like, sustainable when teams are playing, like, three games a week. No. Someone's going to get hurt. and A lot of people, they don't care. Yeah. They'll tell you they care about player safety. They don't care. Um, Good result for Villa, obviously. Palace, I thought the performance was fine. Villa, I think, have won nine or ten in a row at home now under oh. Emery. Villa Park becoming a fortress. Yeah, I think so. That was a good bounce back. I mean, Villa, you know, they kind of had to grind it out. They've been a little up and down lately. Yeah. They could go on a run here. Yeah. But on the other hand, like you said, a little tough for Crystal Palace. Didn't have Roy Hodgson out sick yeah, for this one. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Hopefully he's... He, he was back in time. training, yeah. so good to see there. Um, yes. But moving on to the next game, Fulham versus Luton. The one Hank just could not wait to watch. I was so frustrated, dude. Luton is like, I want to rip my hair out. It's there. It's literally there for them to win these games. Yeah. It's like teams go in and they're like, we're playing Luton, so we can just be lackadaisical. Mm-hmm. And if Luton has any semblance of skill mixed with self-respect they'll win one of these surely well see the problem is so far it doesn't appear they have either of those oh man the problem too and we'll get into it right now is pretty balanced early on but luton have it takes them two times with the ball to realize okay we can't do possession because yeah. they'll turn it over they're back to goal mm-hmm. when they're on in their own third or like kind of a little closer to the mid third, um, or like like Kaminsky, right? That's the keeper's name, right? Yeah. Yes, he played a ball. I think it was going to Anderson. He passed it right to the Fulham guy at like the 16th yeah. minute. <laughs> it, and the Fulham guy was like in disbelief. He couldn't believe it. He wasn't ready for it. It's um, it's it's almost like Norwich levels of. It's brutal. Trying to play out of the back. Have we have to package sort of as Luton's a, you know. They're a happy-go-lucky underdog, but it's like if this was Norwich, it'd be. Yeah, it's like the memes where it's like you you make fun of the one team, you're like, oh, this is disgusting, and like, oh, how how amazing is this? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you oh you you sweet sweet child, the yeah. Gordon Ramsay meme. You you donkey. Yeah, that exactly. 
Uh, Fulham had some good free kick chances uh, from some nice spots. Harry Wilson ended up um, putting yeah. the one just high and wide um, relatively before half. I forgot to mention this. The fact that the announcer dropped a, this is the post-Alexander Mitrovic era at Fulham was hilarious. <laughs> That's such a good line. It is. Um but yeah, is there anything else that caught your eye in the first half? I mean, Luton uh, hit the post yeah, for God's sake. Yeah, Jacob Brown, whoever that is, default man, hit the post. Default. They just have a bunch of default FIFA guys. It's like if you simmed your pro, uh, pro clubs team games. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was uh, shortly after uh, Morris had a shot go just wide. That was kind of a oh the volley. Yeah, yeah, a, a decent little spell there for Luton. They had these kind of little spells. Well, they they here did, and there. they did get it up the right wing, and they were able to cross it in, which makes you wonder. It's like you know, was it Ro- or uh, not Robinson? Was it Tete who was over there at the top of the screen at that time? I don't know. Maybe it was Castagna. It was one of the two. But it was like, where where are you? <laughs> where are you? It's just no surprise there with the if it was Castagna, but. Yeah. Uh, goes in halftime, nil-nil. Second half, Luton. I think they had one chance early in the second half, but I can't. It's not popping to memory. But it doesn't matter because Fulham go up the left wing, square the ball. Kaminsky drops it, falls for a Sam's guy, Carlos Vinicius. I told you, he's coming. I think he would be good on Tottenham now. He fits the mold of like just random guy who pops up and post Harry Kane Tottenham. He was too soon. He was too soon. Born in time to play at Tottenham under Harry Kane. <laughs> too late for Tottenham post Harry Kane. Yes. Yeah, honestly, though, I thought Luton's defending in this game was pretty good. That's how it always is. And then they have one slip-up, and it's like yeah. the most unbearable slip-up where it's like, you know they're just going to concede because it's so bad. Like, Kaminsky dropping that ball, it's like, really, dude? Yeah, Kaminsky... He ain't it, Chief. <laughs> Who else we got? Like, can he we bring some? Can we bring in like as, Willie Ca- as, Caballero or as something? Sam would say he ain't got that dog in him. He ain't got that dog in him. He's got plenty no, Luton, of mistakes in him. Luton's not. Uh, they're not like. They're not like getting a bunch of old Premier League guys. They're like getting failed Premier League guys. They bring in like Agnes Gunn or something like that. Yeah, that's who they bring in. Um, I thought Anderson for Luton was pretty good. He he's had like nine guy. million blocks. Yeah, he's their best guy. He was guy. just like throwing himself at every he, shot. Within like three games, he's got me convinced that he's at least going to be on like Forest next year or something as just a center back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it there, was it was it was tough though. Like you said, I mean, the to see him have that one mistake. And, and it lose just all falls their, apart. All their good work. It's like a house of cards and just all yeah. goes down. Uh, finishes 1 0 for Fulham. I, that was Fulham. Or they, my fraudulent radar with Fulham is is like beaming right now. The Everton game that when you don't deserve to beat Everton and you don't fully deserve to beat Luton. Yeah. That's. I don't know. I'm keeping my eye open on Fulham. I mean, I'm with you. It wasn't a good performance, but on the other hand, too, like Luton were playing like a back eight, so yeah, that's pretty tough. It it's tough for some, but you know who it's not tough for? Raúl Jiménez. Yes. At least they sat Bobby D. Cordova. We got to see Alex Iwobi in this game too. Yeah. So a little cameo there. Um, let's move on. Probably one of the big highlights of the weekend for yeah. a lot of people. Yep. Low lights for some. Match of the week, potentially. No. 
We already know what the match of the week was. Bournemouth Chelsea. <laughs> it's up there. It's top five. It's top half, top six of the, the games. Um Yeah, Man U Brighton is what we're talking about. Starting off very slow. That's how all Man U games truly really start, except for their one game against Forest. Mm-hmm. Uh kind of just not much flow to it, not much feel. Especially even on Brighton's end, not much feel until the goal, honestly. Yeah, Brighton pretty much took up until the goal to get into the game. They were really struggling to get any sort of possession. United had the ball, but were just kind of doing their thing where they do nothing with the ball. That sounds about right. And just kind of pass around and don't really have any semblance of attack. Other There's than, no organization. Other than uh, get it to Rashford and pray. Sergio Regulon debuts him. Yes. United is such a meme. It's bad. It's really bad. And Erickson starts every game now. McTom starting this game. It was just like, I don't know what to make of it. I think you do know what to make of it. It's bad. Well, yeah, that obviously. <laughs> but like the idea, they go in and it's supposed to be like good in their mind. They're like, yeah, all right. It's so um, bad. The... You know, Lissandro Martinez is lay butcher, but the actual butcher of Man U is Pascal Gross, Sam. Pascal Gross was cooking. He cooks Man U <clears throat> every time he plays them. Um, it's their mortal enemy. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. You know, I would say that the one thing, um, you know, if you can say it's really a thing to hang your hat on, I didn't really notice Matoma a ton this game. It wasn't crazy uh dr dribbles mode so at least they slowed him down a bit but it just comes down to the attack for united you have so many kind of not just high price guys but just marquee names and you're just struggling this much for attacking play it's crazy well it's more embarrassing than chelsea they have pretty much no tactics similar to chelsea other than get the ball to rashford and yes let him hope he can do something um in terms of Matoma not being able to do much, yeah, I agree. But it it seemed like they were able to get stuff going on the other side through Adingra. Uh, that shows in the first goal, 20 minutes in, uh, Adingra gets the ball, crosses it. Lalana with the perfect dummy rolls through to Danny yeah. Welbeck for the revenge game. Danny Welbeck. Back-to-back years. Scoring against United. He scored the first first game of last year under the Graham Potter experience. You love to see it. Absolutely wonderful. Rashford had a deflected shot hit off the post. uh, And then big chance. Hoyland scores. Oh, yeah, ball's out of play. But the ball went past the end line, got called back after review. It was pretty close, but it It did look like it went out. Yeah. Yeah. other than that, United just not a whole lot going on. Goes into halftime, 1-0. Second half, United have a pretty decent start to the half, but it's Brighton who get the second goal. Pascal Gross sends Le Butcher, that was, Lissandro Martinez to the shadow realm. That was dirty. That was, The little man had no chance. Yeah. He got absolutely walked. That was disgusting. I like this idea of, and it's a tough day to pick this because he had one of the worst goalkeeper blunders you'll see. But the idea of Onana, like he's not uh, 
a good signing and stuff like that just because uh, he concedes a lot of their chances. It's like, what was he supposed to do on that? The guy had a free look from like <laughs> yeah. the penalty dot. <laughs> yeah. What is he, what is he going to do? Right. Exactly. Uh, the my, hole that to shoot at. My moment of the match was when 10 fraud subbed off Hoyland for Martial and the, cr- the crowd just absolutely let him have it. Just booed him. And it was hilarious. It's like, yeah, why are you subbing off Hoyland? Yeah. It makes no sense. And then Martial comes on and does nothing. Nothing. Yes. That's how it goes. Tactics. But you know who did something? Draw Pedro. Draw Pedro a little curler. The tree clampy double assist game. Yeah, just coming out of nowhere. I'm telling you, Brighton are like, it's a tough reference with baseball and soccer, but they're the Tampa Bay Rays of the Premier League. They just pull like guys out of their butts that like you think are good, and then they disappear for a while, and then they come back, and you're like, oh, this this yeah. guy. It's just like, what? Yeah. Wasn't this guy just not good, and now he's good? It, it's crazy. Yeah, I was surprised to see Lamptey out there, but he had a good game And he played well. uh, earlier this year, but, I mean, he was – he was dicing them up out there. Yeah. Uh, United pull one back through sideshow Bob Hannibal, whoever yeah. that guy is. Why is this guy playing for United? Who because, is this guy? Because it's, that's the best part is, man, you pull these guys out of nowhere, and he'll be like their best guy for the game. <laughs> their that's, their that's bench amazing. was so bad. They have no depth. They got uh, Bayindir, Harry McGregor, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Johnny Evans, Number 35, Pelestri, Johnny Evans. Daniel Gore, Hannibal, Martial, and Garnacho. Like, that is so bad. Where's Jaden Sancho? Half these guys, Playing pro I clubs. don't even know who they are. Yes. This, this is Manchester United. Yeah. This isn't freaking Luton. Yes. What an absolute joke this club has become. Travesty. Um, I hated that people like made fun of the guy for celebrating. It's like, what is he supposed to? He just scored for Man U. Yeah, I mean, sure I know. they're getting blown out, but it's like he was hyped. Yeah, good for him. You can't I mean, fault him. He's probably never going to score for him again. Exactly. Uh, finishes three to one. Brighton, they're looking good. Once again, they had the one slip up game, but now they're back. Looking good, cooking good. Man U, the complete opposite. They're not. They're not feeling so hot. They're not feeling so hot. Red Devils, bros. And again. Ten fraud avoids any sort of criticism, criticism. And he just yeah, it just deflects it. Didn't he say something about how much Brighton spend on guys or something like that? I thought, which was hilarious because their like combined eleven was like, like twenty mil. mil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like twenty mil. And and it's like it, yeah, it was like oh, when Manchester United come, those guys are more expensive. It's like nah, you guys just suck at buying players and yeah. you suck at selling players. So yeah. It's not hard. Let's move on. Let's move on to a team who does, who I guess, suck at buying and selling players, but also suck at the game of football. We're talking about Sheffield United, and a team who doesn't suck at the moment, but has sucked royally in the past. Todd Motspur. Dare I say? You know, I'm just going to confirm it, Sam. I'm not even going to. I'm going to override you, and this is going to be executive order. Okay. Okay. Tottenham Hotspur, our vibes FC. I said it. I said it. Let me look at the, the the list of clubs here. I don't know who else it would be. You see the way their players respond, the way they're playing together as a team? It's crazy. It is crazy. I think we're a little vibes deficient this season so true. far. True, true. This is true. <laughs> but it, I'm watching these guys. Did you see the fans respond to this team? It's 
Harry Kane leaving is like Ewing theory. It just is. He's gone, and now everyone's like, oh. This opened up a whole new world. Different experience, different standard set. Yeah. New manager. They're reborn. Yes. They're like, we don't need that guy. Let's rally. Yeah. But they were losing to Sheffield, which is bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, their attack in this was definitely not as dynamic as it has been in the past, but, you know, Sheffield were very much, let's sit back. Yeah, they were parking chunk. the bus. I mean, you can't blame them. That's, that's what they had to do. That's the difference. This season versus last season. Last season, the promoted teams wanted to play a bit more. This season, the promoted teams are just barking the bus. And they suck at it. And they suck, yes. Can we talk about Wes Fodderingham touching the ball like clearly outside the box for no reason? <laughs> what the hell was that guy thinking? Um, can we, can he, he's we like, talk let me just that? tap it to myself and then run back. <laughs> it's nope. like, that doesn't work. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about him time-wasting about half an hour worth of time in this game? Yeah. Well, this is I why think the fault should be on him completely for them losing the game. Yeah, pretty much. It's like you can't get away with that stuff anymore. Although, nah, seventy at least seventy five percent of him, maybe maybe fifty, because hecking bottom, leaving two strikers on at the end of the game when you have True. the part, that is like what are you? You think you're gonna have a counterattack with Ollie McBurney? Yeah. Are you, have you, you lost your up. skull? I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking the same thing. But. Yeah, first half, not not many chances. Um, we should say, I don't think it came out of this game, but Perisic out for the year, torn torn ACL or yeah. MCL this year. It was with Croatia. Yeah. yeah. So, not, um, not that he's going to play like that no, big of a but, role, but. You know, he had a little sub. Now Tottenham's in a spot to where they can, they well, they can't now, but they use Perisic as like a sub and they use Hoiberg as subs. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah, good depth. That's pretty good. So. Uh, yeah, it just felt like an eternal struggle for uh, Tottenham in this one. And then second half, a little Gus Hammer, a little back-to-back long throw-ins for Sheffield. <laughs> Ball kind of pings around, and once you know it, Gustavo Amer slotting it home. Off far the post. post. Yeah, far post, too. That was nice. Assist yeah. from Jackie Robinson, apparently. Is that his name, Jackie? No, it just says Jack Robinson. Oh, but okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair play, Jack Robinson. He's Jackie Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Tottenham. I think, yeah, and I mean, I'm just trying to think. I think Vicario made one save this game. Other than that, it's like, how do you get one chance a game or like two chances a game? Like, it's embarrassing. Yeah, they had kind of that one chance from McAtee in the first half saved. Uh, But, yeah. That is Jack Robinson. That's Jackie yeah. Robinson. He kind of looks like uh, John McGinn, kind of. Not really, but like maybe like his cousin. He looks like John McGinn and Kirk Cousins had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the Tottenham sort of piling it on with chances, obviously real good one with Richarlison at the end heading it high and wide, but um, it just felt like it wasn't really going to go for them. And then Brennan well, Johnson scored. But was offside. offside. Yeah, by a good amount, too. That was amazing. Yeah. Great finish, though. Just a blast. Yeah. He said, what if I just... I'm going to start blasting. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Sheffield, panic, cleared out for a corner. I guess safe rather than sorry, but then they said, what if we just don't mark Richarlison? And he gets a nice laser kind of flick on header at yeah. the near post, and it went all the way across. So 
and big, he big he didn't even like take celebrate shirt off. Yeah. that much. That's what I'm saying. He's reformed. He's a changed man. The he, bird has changed. <laughs> he's reformed. And then Sheffield. I don't even know what to say, Sam. They were trying to dribble the ball out of the back. Uh, what are you doing? Try and dribble the ball out of the back, play out of the back, and they give the ball away. Little one-two with uh, Kulishevsky and Richarlison. Kulishevsky walking the defender, splits the legs. It was so easy. I don't even know what that was. It was insane how easy that was. Like, so frustrating to watch Sheffield after they defended so well for so long and then just to completely fall apart. And like you said, to keep on two strikers, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Paul Hacking What are you doing? I don't want to hear any excuses well, from it's anyone okay. there. They didn't have to worry about it for long because Ollie McBurney gets a red card for just like throwing him down in the middle of like a free kick. Yeah. Like the last chance card. he's like, what if I just completely threw the guy down for no reason? Give him a little WWE <laughs> slam. <laughs> yeah. Give him a choke slam. Um, finishes 2-1. Good result for Tottenham. Not the best of performances, but I guess, you know, they broke down... Team Park in the bus, so that's at least something under their belt that we can talk about. But, yeah. I mean, do you just send Sheffield down now? Yeah, that'd be wonderful. I, this this is just putrid, putrid play. Stinky team. Um, Let's move on. Speaking of stinky teams, Manchester City. Well, stinky to some people. The elitists like myself who love proper football, you know. You're a big you pep fan. I just love to watch the games and the style. It's just so amazing. He's just such a genius. Have you ever thought about that? Those are the people who like to smell their own farts. Yeah. People who say stuff like that. <laughs> um, getting into this one early, you know, West Ham looked really solid in attack, honestly. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with them, to say the least. They're holding their own. Moisey came in, had the right setup. Um. I thought Shufal, I mean, he was up and down in a sense because he was going against Doku, but for the most part, he kind of locked him up. Yeah. The only thing that scares me right now is Aguirre is really falling out of form. He's like making the simplest, in the words of Martez H, we'll call him, we're making <laughs> simple mistakes <laughs> that we can fix. <laughs> true. So true. Wise words. Um, And we'll get to that later on, but... Yeah, you know, they at least, it's still Moyes where he has his 11 and he knows what he wants, but it does feel a lot better. Sam, this is not a good day for us as we, we're just getting proven wrong by Julian Alvarez apparently out here. Yeah, that is true. The ultimate role player is now being played every game and he's their secret weapon. Ballon d'Or winner, Julian Alvarez. Yes. Um, What were your thoughts on the first half? You know, City had a few chances early on holland out of form right now out of form like it's just weird to see him miss these chances like last season he would have just absolutely taken hold of each and every one of these he's doing the champions league the premier league he scores in this game but i mean and he really technically could have had two that's the scary thing he could have had two but he didn't tap the one in in case he was offside yeah i think he could add three well yeah given this chance yeah um yeah, and then West Ham kind of grew into the game, got the goal 36 minutes in, Sioux Fall, a lot of space on the right-hand side, plays a great ball for James Ward-Prowse. Diving header. Scores with the beautiful header. 
West Ham fans are really upset that James Ward-Prowse uh, did not win Player of the Month. I can't blame him. This guy is... He's on fire. He is on fire. He's not... Does he have three goals and three assists or something like that? I think he has, he has five or six goal contributions. I know that. It's incalculable. Yeah, numbers. He's what not the mean? flashy player, but he's been excellent. Uh, yeah, just before halftime, Holland had a chance popping up at the back post. Uh, had his shot cleared off the line. Yeah, not a good finish. Yeah, not a good finish. He scuffed it a bit. Yeah, should have scored on that one. It goes in halftime, one nil West Ham with the lead. Second half, City wastes no time getting the equalizer. Doku cuts in from the left. Yeah, it has a nice finish. This is what I was talking about with the shoe fall. He had a good game, but they, he got absolutely cooked right here. Yeah, that was a pretty good, pretty good play there from Mister Doku. Yeah, he's. Uh, I still don't know what to make of him. He definitely brings a different dynamic. He's kind of a create your own shot kind of guy. Not really supply for anyone else. He feels and he's twenty one. Like, he's um, like a. They don't expect as much out of him because he's twenty one, younger guy, and mm-hmm. not pay him as much. He feels like he could be like a Damatrore kind of guy. Not nearly as physical or anything like that, but in terms of dribbling as your primary motive of or uh, method of kind of advancing the ball and then just doing your own kind of. Th- thing yeah not really supplying a ton for other people but i think he kind of feels like Grealish when he first came to city yeah and he was a little more like individual play yes more dribbling less yeah. pass but they kind of need that right now because they have so many injuries it's like pep's yeah. just like create your magic yeah whereas when Grealish showed up as like this we're a well-oiled machine we need you to fit in here bud mm-hmm also, Joe Cancelo was on the team and did the exact same thing. <laughs> so, yes, there were some chances for both sides, kind of trading blow for blow in the second half. Said he had some chances. Rodri hit the post from a free kick, and then Holland had another chance uh, saved by Ariola. Then a couple chances on the other end for West Ham through Antonio and Emerson both sides unable to mm. capitalize and then like you were mentioning early some tragic defending from mr aguirre he jumped too soon <laughs> just whiffs on the header and then bernardo silva for bernardo Silva tap chip kind of weird hybrid shot and that's the one holland could have tapped in if he wanted to because he was still on yeah but he didn't just in case smart play yeah. um yeah brutal for west ham you played that well and then you let it slip yeah, it's it's so weird to see Aguero. Like most of the time, he looks like really solid, and then all of a sudden, he just he just has like makes the most really bad mistake. It's kind of like us with our podcast. We're right eighty percent of the time, and then when we're <laughs> wrong, it's like the worst take imaginable. Well, like, oh, you know, man. it keeps it in- interesting. Yes. Um. Yeah, and they add a third goal. Holland finally gets his goal, slotting it, and it was a nice move through midfield by uh, Man City. To yeah matriculate the ball up the field towards the goal yeah. and score so city stay perfect what else is new what else is new uh i actually thought that was a really really good game it just kind of fell apart at then for west ham what are your thoughts on Mikel antonio saying west ham's better than liverpool and they're gonna beat him um that's an interesting take i don't think i'd agree well, we'll see, I guess, because they play soon. But Liverpool's 
at times a little suspect. A little sus, bruh. Yeah, a little sus. For real, but, for real. Yeah. Let's Anyways, move on. moving on to last game of Saturday, Newcastle versus Brentford. One for the tacticians. Yes, absolutely. You know, we've seen these in the past and they've been a little more high scoring. This game was definitely a game of set pieces, a yeah. grind out. A thinking uh, thinking man's game. Something like that. For the intellectuals. Something like that. Um, but shared possession throughout. Um, not any, like, amazing chances early in this one that really stuck out. But, I don't know, just overall well played by both sides early. Um, obviously, big news coming out of this game is Rico Henry. Just out for the year. Out for the year. That sucks. A big miss for them. Do you think that they'll just kind of plug and play as far as keep that back three or what do you think they do you think they because they like this three center backs right now it makes sense because three of their best guys are Pinnock, me and collins yeah so it's like i don't know exactly what you would do if you just put roslev in or what what the plan is going forward yeah i feel like they can that's kind of what they did in this they're just like roll with roslev for the time like screw it we'll keep in the same formation, but we're going to just plug and play. Yeah, and I think he's better as a wingback, too, than as a fullback. So. Yeah. Um, anyways, getting into the game. Brentford, I thought they had a great start of the game. First 10 minutes, they were kind of all over Newcastle. Pretty impressive. Wiesa had a pretty good chance from close range. He had an awful game. Yes, this is the, if you don't believe in Wiesa. See, this is the thing is... He's kind of like, not a super sub, but you only play him once in a while. And you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Why don't they play him more? He'd score more and stuff. And then it's like you actually see him play for extended periods of time. Teams know what to do against him. He's not a special guy. He's a very much a role player kind of fit in sort of guy. Yeah, and sometimes he's his own worst enemy with his <laughs> lack of ability. And bald head. Yeah, and bald head. Is he the newest bald fraud? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Newcastle, I thought, as the half went along, they got more and more into the game. Bruno G had a diving header, saved by Flecken. And, yeah, that was kind of their chance. Not a whole lot of chances, like you said. But Newcastle grew into the game, applied pressure, started to get it going into the final third there. It was just kind of weird to see Newcastle. I felt like the intensity wasn't there maybe hasn't really been there very much this season i think even at home i don't know i think it was because you look at the villa game but villa played right into their hands the other games were definitely tough so the whole idea like people on the pregame were like really crapping on villa it's like can we take a second here to look who they played those were not easy teams yeah at all not easy teams uh but i think maybe they got in their heads a bit as far as maybe a little self-doubt kind of set in but it's so early in the year, I think, that that's not the case. But this one was just always going to be tough because Brentford are such a good side. It was yeah. never going to be a gimme. But I agree. They definitely don't seem, I think, as in form slash the energy level is quite as yeah. high as last year. Yeah. I feel like there's been a drop-off in energy levels, which is understandable, hard to sustain that. just feels like Especially they don't have last quite year, the cutting edge. You kind of hit the pinnacle of you know you qualified for the champions league you know if last year you finished fifth and qualified for europa league and then be like all right let's push on this year now we got we gotta get the champions league i feel like you're almost setting yourself up to take a step back for one year yeah so yeah goes in halftime 
nil, nil. Second half, Count Wilson scores, ruled out for a foul on the goalkeeper Flecken, which I thought was a fair call. Yeah. Seemed like he had quite a bit of arm there. And then about five minutes later, Anthony Gordon just kind of falls over Flecken and wins a penalty. Yeah, that's what Anthony Gordon's out there for. I didn't really care for the call, but it was a weird one. It was like there was contact, but obviously Anthony Gordon looks He's for, looking for everything. It. He's always looking for it. So, you know, ended up giving the penalty. Callum Wilson steps up, converts the penalty. Your guy. Um, second penalty, this time awarded uh, for a handball on Brian Mbumo, but this one was overturned. Yes. And uh yeah. Brentford had a had a couple half chances toward the end, but never really threatened too much uh on Newcastle's goal there. So Newcastle grind out the one nil victory. Good win against a decent side. Uh a very Brentford. decent Newcastle side. A very decent Brentford side. Yeah. Something like that. Moving on to the next game. Oh, the Sunday games. Hanks, the best games. Favorite club, Chelsea football, good meal club. I don't know. The Cherry Berries, they're, they could be the new team, Sam. Just know that Malagusto apparently won fan uh, player of the game. Let's go. He was cooking. I don't know about that. <laughs> cooking on defense, yes. Whoever, whoever sold the lie of a scouting report that he's good at attack and can't defend... They they quite literally got it backwards. Um, yeah, I mean, what is there to say in this game? I, it was pretty balanced for the most part. Uh, I don't know. I thought Chelsea looked pretty good. We called for a Mudrick start. He created two chances on two squared balls, and Gallagher could not score them. The one was like point blank. Yeah, it's kind of in a weird spot, like at his knee, but still, should at least direct it towards net. Um. A lot of trash talk about Nicholas Jackson not looking the best right now, but he also rang one off the post on a shot from, you yeah. know, edge of the box. That was pretty good. So, and I feel like his play style is pretty tough when you're playing against a team like Bournemouth. You know, he's the type of guy who just wants to run at a defense, yeah. and you don't really have that kind of space. Yeah, well, because Bournemouth, you know, in this game, Chelsea playing out of the back, they. I don't know. They kind of press up a little bit on Chelsea, yeah. and then Chelsea'd instantly break it, and yeah. then no one's in the midfield for Bournemouth. Yeah, so then exactly. you're instantly going to Bournemouth's final third. Yeah. So that's why I kind of felt all right about Chelsea in this game. I was like, oh, they could win. I did pick a draw, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And also, Mudrick and Jackson had good chemistry in preseason, and you could see in this game, they were playing like one and twos to each other. It looked all right. Uh, it was at least something different than being solely reliant on <laughs> Raheem Sterling on on the right hand side. But well, there was plenty of that. Oh, too. there was plenty of that. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, Dango had a big chance. Yeah. Smothered out by Bobby Sanchez. This was the the right kind of Bobby Sanchez game. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea fans are back on the Bobby Sanchez hype train, and it's like, well, all it'll take is one whiffed punch on a thing, and the ball <laughs> yeah, goes in. Exactly. There's a reason he was sold for 20 mil. It's, you know, he is what he is. Yeah. He's fine. He's not great. He's fine. Um, Good to see Dango out there again. 
Yeah, Bournemouth uh, really were kind of piling it on as far as good chances early, but you know it wasn't it wasn't too scary. It was more, uh, you know, there's just a lack of an edge to Bournemouth's attack right now. Yeah, you know, it's not like they're particularly great at anything. Like they were last year, you kind of knew what they'd be good at because they're proficient. But this year, it's like, yeah, yeah. So far, I'm not crazy about the tactics. They have the front three press, and then it gets broken. And then, like you said, there's no one in midfield. Yeah. And the attack. It's silly. Looks okay up until they get to the final third, and then there just hasn't been much in terms of uh, finishing capability. So I think still some work to be done there, some tweaks to be made to the lineup. I really like uh, when Cloyvert came on in the second half. He yeah, brought he was fine. Kind of a, a a new dimension. Yeah, a little bit more direct. Because in the first, I mean, it was really just Christie was okay in the first half. Other than that, I was like, eh. But, um, yeah, Chelsea, a couple different guys out there this game with uh, Leslie, Leslie U out there. Yeah, who's that guy? They bought him for thirty mil from Ren. Apparently supposed to be a good prospect guy. I can't keep a track of all these yeah, guys. Yeah, they have most of the guys. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, coming back to it, it's it's just one of those things where Chelsea. I think they look fine as far as defense holding up in this one, but I don't know. The main part of the second half was Sterling's free kick, which hit one that post, was a two great, post, great free kick. Yeah, hit, yeah, hit one. If I not thought it two. went off the bar and straight down. But. Yeah, and didn't go in somehow. Brutal. Uh, Bournemouth really were kind of the ones pushing at the very end as far as good chances. So finishes nil nil. First nil nil of the year, Sam. Wow, really? I didn't yes. didn't realize that. You're telling me now for the first time. I didn't. I didn't realize that. I mean, I guess <laughs> I, I didn't really think about it. But I think it. They surprising. said it was the second longest start to a year without a nil nil, and it easily could have finished. You know, one nil. The one, fact one. that it hit or one one, one even. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, um, or even a Bournemouth 1-0 could have happened. So, so nil nil. people pressing on Poch. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Maybe develop some new tactics, but also, you know, have you guys score some goals for crying out loud. True. Unlike Arsenal, who score all the goals and can easily break down Everton Football Club. Yes, very easy game, very <laughs> easily handled I'll tell you what, Everton looked like ass in this game, Sam. Yeah, well, Arsenal didn't look that good either. <laughs> no, they looked very poop. Um, did anything stand out in the first half besides Martinelli finally scored but it was disallowed? We're mm-hmm. talking about how he's out of form and he scores, and he gets hurt immediately after. Gets hurt, yeah. It's like, okay, of course. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of the same Arsenal not looking very threatening so far. Obviously, you're going to have Sean Dyche setting up Everton in a way that are defensively sound. Even though I felt like Everton, they could have gone for it a bit more. There was one or two chances where it's like, man, if you kind of just committed to this, you could have some chances here. Never really got our guy uh, Beto much into the game. Didn't utilize him very well. I mean, Arsenal were kind of just holding the ball and... Not doing a ton with it for 75% of the game anyways, I felt like. Yeah, it, it just seemed like there were opportunities on the counter for Everton that they didn't really uh, 
capitalize on. Yeah, and Everton's midfield right now is quite frankly shit. It's quite frankly shit. Onana's just not there. Idrissa Gay, I've been out on him. You were even willing to give him a chance. I was not. I know what he is. Dukari's kind of fallen off a cliff. Um, their best player, I would say, we saw Beto have a flash, so I need to see a little more, but I'd say right now it's Branthwaite, and it's not particularly yeah, he's, close. he's super solid. Yeah, other than that, it's like, eh. Um, yeah, I think I think we witnessed the Fabio Vieira game, by the way. I don't know what else he'll do after that, that one game. I think that we'll look back and it's reminisce on, what could have been. Pops off. Time for Kai Havertz. Refuses to elaborate. Big, he played in Kai? the Champions League. Yeah, big Kai. Did he score? Did he? Uh, I don't think so. Well, they won like 6-0. 4-0. 4-0. Yeah. Mighty, mighty Poop, PSV. Poopy, shitty football. It's because they don't have Jared Branthwaite yeah, holding it down true. at the back. He, he got him there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't care much for this game. Super Leo Trossard, banger. What yeah. else was there? Did Am I missing any? David Raya started, but... There's a Did huge, huge controversy with that. It's like, what is he supposed to never play? And it's like, well, they might sell Ramsdale. It's like, really? Because they brought in another goalie who's like of the same caliber. If it, not, a, you could maybe say a little better or a little worse, but right around the same, same ballpark. Yeah. It's, I don't know why it's controversy. It's just competition. Well, you know, people were speculating like, oh, Ramsdale will play in the Champions League. Then he didn't. Yeah. Which... I don't know. I like Ramsdale. I feel like be rotation. It's, it's pretty tough on him to just drop him like that out of nowhere. Uh, but, you know, Arteta does what Arteta does. I'm sick of his interviews, by the way. He's full pep now. He where is. he, like, embraces that. He's honestly cringe at this point. The way he's, like... It's a little bit. It's it's just, like, where he tries to play dumb and stuff. Like, did you see what Pep said about Forrest? Yeah, they won two Champions Leagues. And they've won one more than us. It's like, yeah. shut up. Factos. Dude. Shut up. That's, that's so clever, witty. The tactician. The yeah. man is a genius. Not only in his football tactics, but his humor. He somehow become drawer. even a, more of a wanker the more time he spent <clears throat> in England. That guy can that guy can piss off. No. You won your trouble. Get I'm out. not a Pep fan, so I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah. We sit here and I we mean they spend him. like billions of pounds on the club. I could manage that club i'm more pissed about the fact that he's just annoying yeah i agree so and i think mick arteta is going down a dark dark road by doing <laughs> these things just like pep there he's becoming the same guy well yeah what he does like pep is uh over things when they don't need to one be. million percent you're playing everton and they're out of form this should be way simpler than this yeah. not to mention the thing with Everton, where you go and you're like, oh, if it's Goodison and it's rocking, it was like three minutes in and it was quiet. Oh, it was dead. Yeah. It was so dead. It was dead. quiet. Everton so fans why... have just given up. Yeah. Why would you? Or why wouldn't you? Yeah. Dyche might be out here pretty soon. The Everton fans do not. I just don't know who they bring to... in if they let Dyche go. Uh, Fat Frank. <laughs> bring Fat back. Frank. Uh, uh, I just don't Tim know. Sherwood, Tactics <laughs> Tim, <laughs> bring it back. I really I no don't idea. know. Is, I don't think there's anyone out there. Yeah, I don't know. They need to go like with some unknown up-and-comer kind of guy. 
Uh, I mean, not like a Curtis Jones or no, what's his name? Not like a Chisco Curtis Jones. Munoz, uh, <laughs> Georgian champion, but not Curtis Jones. What am I talking about? Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. You no, go not, with him, not him. Well, he's up and coming, Sam. That's what Southampton did last he's year. In, he's in the mines. The children they yearn for the mines. I think they're gonna bring in someone that's like really not gonna work. It's, they're gonna bring in like Hasenodel or something. Yeah. They, <laughs> Yeah, I'd put money on that. What's he doing? Nothing. Uh, Mark Hughes. (laughs) Go back to like 2013. What about Harry Redknapp? Yeah, there you go. Um, Yeah, finishes 1-0 for Arsenal. Sam, you're trying to talk me into buying Everton, and I just don't. I thought it was setting up perfectly for Everton to explode. No. And get their win against Arsenal, but alas. No, they're... They're done and dusted right now. They do. Them and Sheffield and Luton are like, oh. At least Burnley have a pulse in this one. Forrest and Burnley. Uh, Burnley actually, the attack, able to kind of get rolling because Forrest sometimes think that they can play, you know, possession ball and it doesn't work. <coughs> wow, dude. God bless him. I'm trying to talk about Burnley. I'm trying to talk about. Well, you know who I noticed for Burnley? T- or not TJ Watt, JJ Watt's club out here, bruh. Uh, their goalie time wasting and getting a yellow in the eleventh minute. <laughs> Who time wastes in the eleventh minute against Forest? What are you doing? That was pretty have nuts. some shame. Have some shame. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? You know who I thought was excellent for Burnley was Coleosho. Yeah, I, I Osho was, so was really good. Um, There's like everything was honestly, going through him. He's he's the, the even, Burnley Marcus Rashford. Yes, Coleosho, and then. Uh, Amdouni was doing pretty well on the the other side there for a little while, and then they took both of them off, and I was like, okay, yeah, what the hell was that? But they they got the goal. Yes, they did get the goal. Amdouni from the Sh- corner shot the goal. Yeah, little Lyle Foster assist on that one. Um, Forrest just didn't really have much going for for attacking this. Gibbs White was a bit um not to be seen out there for a while yeah they're they're playing the final third left uh a lot to be desired to be desired (laughs) yes um it is crazy that they they have montiel who didn't he have the game winning penalty in the world cup final this am i crazy or no he's argentinian i know he's on the team but i'm pretty sure he had the final penalty that sealed the world cup yeah i don't which is hilarious we're gonna have to look this up. I'm that he was on Sevilla and then he, now he's at Forest. But I thought he was pretty bad, honestly, in this game. I know, but just the idea of the guy who <laughs> took the won penalty. the World Cup. It's like when Adair scored the winner for Portugal, and he was the backup striker on Swansea City, who was like 13th place. <laughs> the year true, before. true. True. It's like what is this guy? Uh, but Sam, we gotta talk about it. Your guy in the second half, Calm Hudson Adoy. Dude, that goal was so sick, dude. The curler, the bent, he's back. That was He just oh. had to he just had to leave Chelsea slash leave Bayer Leverkusen and Chabi Alonso's yeah, genius exactly. and say, he's I'm gonna go man. play under Steve Cooper. This is my guy. He speaks to me. Yeah, this, for me this, it's Steve Cooper. Steve Cooper ball moves me. Yeah. So let me hit this banger off the post and then Dude, that was <laughs> that was disgusting. I tried to tell you live. I was like, it, I don't know what to tell you. I want E assist. I'm Sam. 
the goal the goal assist contribution for this man. He might be one of the most valuable guys in the league. Ninety mil. Nice man, you. Yeah. Man, you. Exactly. Meanwhile, Chelsea and Arsenal duke it out for Ivan Tony. Yes, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Yes, well, let's keep it that way. The good player actually goes <laughs> to a team who deserves it. Um, yeah, a lot, Burnley kind of poured it on in the late in the second half. They had the best chances. Uh, Sander Berga actually had an assist to Lyle Foster for a goal. I thought Burnley took the lead, had a handball in the buildup, and the announcer tried to play it off like that didn't even matter. <laughs> they literally kept the ball going forward. I don't know. I was like, "Are you? Do you have eyeballs?" Well, especially like they set the precedent that like, if a hand is at all involved in a goal, yes, they disallow it. And yes. it's like it doesn't matter that it wasn't like a whole lot of contact. I mean, obviously, like it moved the ball, but yeah, it wasn't like super obvious. But but still, it it still was a handball, and uh, you know. No, that was right, terrible. Rightly uh, called. And then we had uh, Lyle Foster just little elbow. The man cannot contain himself. He pulled a Ollie McBurney for no reason too at the end of the game. Just yeah. gets a gets a red. So stupid, especially like he's been doing decent. Yeah, you, know? you got the the, uh, the assist. I was very wrong about uh, Burnley. Their only hope is to score as many goals as possible. They're gonna be like last year's Fulham, but they're not gonna have a Mitrovic. Slash Manor Solomon slash Vinicius run. They're just gonna have to hope it's Slash William. Yeah, it's gonna have to be Foster and then the two younger guys. Yeah. I so, guess so All right, should we get to some predictions, Sam? Yes. Wow, no early game tomorrow? Well, tomorrow is Thursday. Well, it's supposed to be uploaded on Friday. But no early games this week. <laughs> we got three nine o'clock games, eleven thirty, and then the one. Why is Burnley Man U on <laughs> in prime time? I hate when they split the games five five. Give, oh. me, give me a bunch of Saturday games. Oh, I love I love that. I love the Sunday games. Uh, yeah, Palace. That's, that's because your Sunday is your Saturday. <laughs> yes, precisely. And then Monday, I can just sit there and watch Premier League all day. Yeah, Palace Fulham. How are we feeling about this? At Craven Cottage, correct? Yes. I, no, Selhurst. At Selhurst. Yeah, Selhurst, sorry. I feel like there's not a lot of goals in this one. Max, it's I would say like 1-1. One. One, one. I would say just max one goal being scored. Yeah, more likely 1-0. We could have even a nil, nil. second 0-0. Nil, nil I think I'm going to say 1-0 Palace. I was going to lean that way, so I'm going to go... Nil nil, so we cover all bases. Okay, second game: Luton versus Wolves. Well, the Wolves battle of the orange. Finally, get the different play. shades of orange breakthrough. Call this game Clockwork Orange when there's like ten good chances missed. True, and I have to peel my eyes open to have to watch it. <laughs> Sam straps me into the chair, and I have to have like a yeah. Uh, at least it's at Luton's home stadium. Is this Luton's first point, Sam? No. Okay, you think Wolves? I think Wolves are going to win this one. Gary O'Neill can masterclass it real yeah. quick. A little 2-0 action. 2-0, you read my mind. Okay, I'll go uh, I'll go 1-0. No, I'm going to go 2-1. I'll be frisky about Ooh, it. 2-1, Wolves. scoring goals. Yeah, 2-1. Here we go. Um, 
Yeah, I like I like Wolves for two one here. Man City, Nottingham Forest. Well, I can gu- guarantee you this: Forests are going to sit back and park the bus. I can guarantee you this: Holland might be out of form, but he's get, he's bagging a hat trick this game. So. Okay, yeah, I I can't rule it out. You can never rule out a Holland hatch. I have to captain him because I'm talking it through in my mind. I'm like, if I don't captain him, he's going to pop off. As is the way it goes. Um, I'm going to go with a Man City 3-0 victory. I'm going to say a Man City grind out like 1-0. Wow, gross. Yeah, it is going to be gross. Brentford Everton. Well, we just gave Everton a raving review of their stellar play. I think this is a Brentford 2-0. I don't think that uh, Everton's midfield can compete with uh, Brentford's. And I think Brian Mbumo gets a brace. Oh, my God. I was going to say 3-0 with the Mbumo brace. Oh. Jesus. Oh. Not cool, bro. Stolen. <laughs> Steals a stand All right. We should hat trick. Oh. I'll, I'll one-up you. I'm thinking Ben Meeg ben hat trick. Ben Meeg bicycle kick hat trick. Yes. Burnley Man U. This game's going to be... Dreadful, but I think Burnley at least score one goal. If Burnley wins, does Ten Hag get fired? No, not yet. If you see Sam, it's Schmier Ten Hag. He doesn't even talk like this. This there is was just a generic <laughs> Dutch guy. Yes, it is me, Eric Ten Hag. Uh, no, Manchester United are not in a crisis. Uh, Jaden Sancho is playing <laughs> FIFA Pro Clubs. Pro clubs. <laughs> <laughs> that this is exactly where we like him playing. Pro Clubs. I saw a tweet that was like, they should sub in Sancho's guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too funny. It would be hilarious if Burnley won. I don't think they will. I think I think United will win 2-1. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Spicy. Yeah. All right, Sunday's game. Big one. North London Derby. This one hits. I changed my mind, man. You 2-1. Different. Does it? You don't want to be facing Tottenham right now, but no. at least you're at home. No, you don't. You don't. I'm a little nervous. Big big Ange. Big Agni. They've been cooking. They have been. Sun up top, and you just let the other three that are behind them really cook because that's, that's who's doing the heavy lifting. Um, and especially like in this game, I don't think they'll have – a ton of possession, so that kind of takes some pressure off them to create chances. They can just play on the counter a bit more. But I don't even think they have to do that. We haven't really seen them have to do that a ton. I mean, against Man U is where you probably saw it the most. But, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see how Tottenham's midfield holds up against Arsenal's. But I could just see Arsenal having dumb slip-ups that they don't have to force upon themselves. I will go with a 2-2 draw. 2-2 2-2 draw. What do you have? As I was also going to oh, say a 2-2 draw. Oh, well then I'm going to go with a 1-1. Change Good. it up. Get out of here. Yeah. Brighton and Bourne with the Battle of the Bees. And I'm not talking about the animal. I'm talking about the letter, the bees. True. The seagulls versus somehow the, the cherry berries. Even though they have a human being heading a soccer ball as their badge. I feel like Bournemouth are walking into disaster in this game. Yes, yes they are. With their half-hearted press that Brighton would absolutely love. It'd be like, hey, yeah, come here. Come come press us. Come press us. And then they just slice through. I'm 4-0. 
I'm going to say a whopping 3-0 to Brighton. Yeah. It's not and that's what good. feels that's what feels like a trap game out of nowhere because we're just fully on Brighton. That's true. Uh, Speaking of trap games, Chelsea versus Aston Villa. Trap game for Villa. Yeah. Because I don't. What are we supposed to have faith in Chelsea? There's right no trap game for Chelsea because every game's a trap game. Remember when you used to feel like even when Chelsea sucked, you were like, you know, whenever everything's against Chelsea, they're just gonna win just because they're Chelsea and they. They should win when they don't for like no reason. Not or they, anymore. They win when they don't. Exactly. I don't feel that way anymore. Is what I'm saying. No, it just feels like Chelsea's gonna suck. That's so sad. Uh, I, if Villa are playing out of the back, there's a chance this game could be really open. So I'll say it's kind of higher scoring, but I'll go two-two draw. Which is crazy because Chelsea don't score, but this will be the game they score, and then that they can't defend. I'm gonna Chelsea. say. I'm going to say 2-1 Villa. All right. Liverpool, West Ham. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Who, Mick. Who's the better Michael team? Antonio. Who's the better side? I don't know. It could get spicy with uh, West Ham. Who knows? Uh, I would say that I'd back Liverpool to win, and it'll be on some like 94th minute bullshit. Just to prove that West Ham are inferior. I'm going to go 2-1 Liverpool. Yeah, their performance against Wolves didn't inspire me, but I still feel like the edge at West Ham. Uh, I'll say 3-1. And Newcastle play a uh, a championship team this week. <laughs> they extended the championship. There's only 19 Premier League teams. Newcastle, Sheffield. At Sheffield. I have nothing to say. I... I Newcastle haven't looked great, but I mean, Sheffield. What I don't know what to make of Sheffield. Them. They're gonna play for that nil-nil draw. Yeah. Newcastle. We'll they could only score against Everton. Sheffield, that is. And Gus Hammer with his random bangers for no yeah, reason. Gus Hammer's getting on the score sheet. Uh, I'm gonna go Newcastle solid, two-nil win, and when we're like, all right, Newcastle can. People will be like, Newcastle, are they back? And it's like, well, they never really left. They just played tough teams. I'm going to say 1-0 Newcastle. All right. Any amazing prediction? Uh, Ollie Watkins scores a brace. Ollie Watkins scores a brace. Uh, I'm going to say James Madison goal and assist. He's not an Arsenal killer, though. Yeah, well, he's got he's got some new teammates. Not as good as Leicester. Now he's going to second place in the championship last year, bro. True. Preston North End atop the championship. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Um, All right. All right. That wraps up another episode of the Premiership Rizzle Podcast. Fantastic stuff. Sam, what time are we at? 110? Not even 120 this time. 110. Kept it a little shorter. Not even 120. A little, little off the top. Well, we went long last time, so yeah, we have to keep the 120 yeah, balance. Exactly. Exactly. People are still listening to that one. Yeah. Clearly, as is at all time high. Keep watching, keep listening. Yeah. It's all for it's all for the memes and the good times. Join the memedom. Something like that. Be a peruser. Yeah, be a peruser. That is be a nice. peruser. Be a triple P. We need <laughs> we need a t shirt, be a peruser. There it is. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to be a peruser. Adios, mis amigos. <laughs>